everybody and welcome to Dublin Tech Talks. On today's show, we have Kate Kidd with us, uh, HR Director with WorkHuman. Welcome to the show, Kate. Thank you so much. So do you want to give us a bit of a, a background about what your role is within WorkHuman and, and a bit about WorkHuman? Sure, absolutely. So I am the Director of HR um, in WorkHuman for all of our people in EMEA. Um, we are an Irish tech company. So, you know, up to last year, I think we were one of Ireland's best kept secrets, but our mission is to make work more human. And so our products are really built around um, culture, bringing cultures of positivity to our, our customers. And our products support them in thanking each other, in having great conversations and in celebrating. Um, we are a regular feature on the great place to work lists in, in Ireland and also in the US. We're co-headquartered in Dublin and Boston. And we have 5 million users on our platform globally. Um, following evaluation earlier this year, we actually became an Irish unicorn as well. And knowing the audience here, um, our technology function is actually based in Ireland fully. And our CTO sits here also. Brilliant. And just on the, on the valuation, obviously June 2020, it was, it was announced the you know, 1.2 billion valuation. Um, what, what has that meant for the business? And you know, what has that allowed work human do now you know previously ireland's best known secret um and, and it's really kind of exploded over the last couple of years about where they where, where you've been and where you're going so what does the what does a, a unicorn valuation allow so you know i've been here three years and the one thing that has been a constant is change and so the the valuation really hasn't changed a whole lot beyond that we would ordinarily be changing constantly anyway. We're still working on the same key projects. We're still growing. Uh, we're still hugely culture focused. People are at the center of everything that we do. And, you know, we've been around for 20 years. That people focus is what's made us successful for those 20 years. And it's what really, you know, helped us to move 800 people fully remote overnight in March. And so we've really stayed later, laser focused on that as a leadership team and as an HR team. On, on what the needs of our people are and how we can support them this year. Yeah, Brendan, it's great. It's great to see. I love I love seeing Irish businesses doing extremely well and, and getting valuations like that. It's, it's always brilliant to see. Um, you, you touched on it about eight hundred people remotely. Um, obviously, this time last year you were making great plans for for twenty twenty. Uh, strategy was, you know, where where we we're going, what's happening. March 2020 that gets thrown out the window focus is getting people remote you know what was the um what how has that affected work human the HR division yourself how has that kind of made you know what what changes did you have to make yeah you know I think it's been massive for everybody this year um I think one of the things that really stood to us is our culture of positivity that already existed and so we had really high trust. And when we moved remote, that was critical to, to being successful and actually to having one of our most productive years to date. I think, you know, what we're seeing is that organizations who, who don't have that or didn't have that culture already have struggled as they've had to move, you know, huge numbers of their populations remote. Um, in terms of, of our culture and how we've tried to uh, maintain and continue to evolve that this year, you know, feedback is at the core. Recognition is at the core, connection, celebration, what our products are built around, we have to live it. Um, but we're actually super users of our own product. And so, you know, if you think about our, our recognition product, um, what it does is it allows any employee to recognize anyone else in the organization at any time. 
And we saw a huge uptick after we moved remote in the number of recognition moments and the number of check-ins actually um, across the business between managers and employees. And I think that was really interesting in the in a world of uncertainty, our people really leaned into what they already knew and if anything became more connected than they had been previously. We also saw a shift in the types of recognition people were giving each other and they became more focused around productivity or in quality um, and also around respecting people's personal situations and understanding of people's personal circumstances. Mm. So much had changed for individuals and that's been a real focus for us as a leadership team across the business, not just in HR this year, is that supportive and respect for personal situations. Yeah, I, I've, I've noticed that a lot more where I think people have enjoyed, you know, getting to know people a little bit better um, away from actually the work side of things and actually trying to understand their, their situations. Um, um, productivity is, is always a, a, a feature of, of what people talk about. And, um, you know, I'm guessing, you know, Productivity was pretty high at the start. Um, you know, the, last, the first six months to the last six months, have you seen a shift in productivity or has there been a, a kind of, I've, I've read articles around how there's been a productivity uh, kind of has stifled and innovation has stifled over the last three, four months because people have got fatigued about, you know, being online, little holidays been taken and just people not been sick of work, but just kind of taken a foot off the gas. Has that been a, have you noticed anything like that in work or have you talked to anybody like that? So I, I understand fully where you're coming from. Um, I think we've seen some elements of that, but overall that has, has not been our experience across the year. Hmm. Uh, we have done some incredible work this year as a business. We've, we've seen needs around you know, things like the site we created, Thank You Healthcare, which allows um, anybody to thank somebody who works on the front line for something they've done for them or their families. Um, we've launched our new um, mood tracker product, which is our, our survey pulse survey tool, which is free again. Um, and so we've done some really huge work this year and both those projects as examples came to fruition in just a couple of weeks, shortly after moving remote. Now, when I talk about Mood Tracker, you know, we obviously use it internally and we pulse a certain proportion of our employees um, every week, actually, and it gives us real time information on how people are feeling. And so when you think, think about the trends over the last nine months as of now, um, what we saw was huge uptick in, in productivity in the beginning and huge themes around that in the recognition like I was talking about. But actually, in terms of themes now, that has changed. And so what we're seeing now is actually more people saying that they're feeling very connected to their co-workers, they feel supported by their co-workers, they feel like they're doing really meaningful work, which is great, but also we've seen an upward trend in terms of people feeling stress and feelings of loneliness. And so, you know, we've had a huge focus to write on connection for people and social connection far beyond just talking about work. That's actually been a real, a real feature of our strategy, our people's strategy this year. And so that feels equally important now. Um, as mm. Then, but yeah, I mean, I think we've we've seen that trend, but but I think a lot of the work that we've done around um, connecting people socially has actually helped to mitigate the impact of that. And I certainly don't see a, a downturn in productivity within our business. Okay, great. And you, you mentioned a lot there, say about support structures, and was was that something that kind of did people naturally put their hand up to to become a support for other people, or was there a 
you know, a push needed or, or what way was that done? Yeah, you know, I was chatting with uh, one of our team yesterday. Um, we were talking about, you know, all of the, the different things that have happened this year in terms of supporting each other. And somebody, somebody was asking, you know, how, how have you done that? And the reality is that the HR team haven't done that. Everybody has, has been a part of that. So that culture of connection that already existed, we've built on and we've encouraged people to connect socially. So, you know, that can, um, it can be things like using Donut and Slack to um, replace what you would have had in terms of interactions with the coffee machine, informal chats, catch-ups. Um, it can be the way in which we're bringing new people. I mean, we've hired, we've onboarded a hundred new people this year remotely. Um, so the way in which we're bringing new people into our culture and helping them to make connections and build friendships, but actually we've seen friendships not just deepen that already existed, but also new friendships coming up as people are collectively looking out for each other. Onboarding, because I know people will be interested in this, um, even myself. And the, you know, has there been seamless, problematic, just learnings from the first person you onboarded to the last person you onboarded, I'm guessing has been a bit different. Um, you know, how did you go about that? Yeah, you know, I think um, that was one of the things that we had to deal with straight away. Back in March, we had um, four groups already planned in to join us and suddenly they were joining remote. And we actually ended up pushing out that first start date um, by a week so that we could fully build a new experience for those employees who would be joining and make sure they still had a fabulous um, onboarding experience and orientation and, and that employee experience was as good as it would have been if they joined us on site. So that was how important we felt it was to, to bring them in in the right way and set them up for success. We had to redesign everything. Um, but what we did was we took the principles of our orientation program when we would run it on site, building connection, introduction to the culture, meeting executives, physical setup um, in full by your, the end of your first day. So nobody's running around scrambling for things. We took some of those principles and we said, okay, well, how do we deliver those in a remote environment um, to still create that great experience? So we've continued to evolve that as we've learned across the year. I wouldn't say that the first one was perfect, but what we do is we gather feedback from every new hire group. And we always start people in groups so that they have others that they're connected to from their first day. Um, and we've continued to learn and evolve over the year. It seems, yeah, I think everybody's learned a lot about their businesses um, over, over the last kind of six, nine months, especially the what worked and what didn't work. And yeah, yeah. certainly the onboarding side, I'm guessing has been a, a challenge for a lot of businesses. So um, speaking of learnings and, and different things, the last six, nine months, you know, probably where your head was at isn't where it is now. And um, what, what have you kind of, what challenges have you overcome? What learnings have you got from the last nine months? Um, and, you know, I know you've done some big implementations and things like that. So, you know, wh where, what would you be your, sorry, how, how would you describe the last six, nine months? So, you know, yeah, there have been plenty of challenges, but without sounding too corny about it, that's actually brought a, a whole ton of opportunity for us. Um, I remember having a conversation a number of months ago uh, around a, an Economist article that referenced the financial crisis in 2007, 2008. And they were talking about how the, at that point, the CFO was really at the core of um, all of the decision-making and the support for the business and how actually in this crisis, it's HR that is at the, at the, at the core. And the people are, are looking to HR for guidance and support. 
And for a function that's normally in the background, we are front and center this year. And yet we're having all the same experiences and challenges that everybody else is having in adjusting and dealing with all of the external influences and environment. Um, so this was our chance to get really creative, mm -hmm. to build better and faster. And when you know all of the norms and the rules were thrown up in the air, um, everything changed. We just talked about how onboarding changed. Everything and the way that we did it suddenly needed to evolve and very quickly so that we could keep operating and keep being successful. What we did was we really tapped into our culture and values. And we started to make decisions based on our value system rather than necessarily trying to rewrite the rules. We really honed in on that. Back to kind of that theme around connection and belonging, we really focused in um, on how we could create that social connection for employees to really help people uh, help each other, right? To share that, share that responsibility. So we're all looking out for each other. And we have this, um, this really nice phenomenon actually of new networks that have evolved. And we use those networks for people to support each other, but also to gather feedback from how certain groups within our, our people base are doing. So one of them um, is the parents network and it's one of our most active. And about half of our employees globally have children and have different challenges. And just as an example, you know, you think about people with younger kids, older kids, people who are living alone, yeah. people who are caring for others, who have family abroad. So there's just this huge range of different needs that people had. And what we saw was actually that those needs often changed and those challenges often changed week to week. So something that was difficult for someone last week, they would have a totally different challenge this week and next week. And as HR people, I think we, we try to create programs or guidelines um, to solve some of these systematic issues. But what we found was that the issues and challenges were so diverse that the only solution actually was flexibility. Um, and so, you know, we've, we've brought in a whole heap of measures around flexibility, but um, they're very much led by the employee need. And so, you know, managers and leaders are empowered to make decisions from within our values and culture to support their people. And we've been really clear about that as an expectation. One of the kind of examples of that um, was when we gave direction to all of our people around how to schedule their calendars, right? Prioritization is, is definitely <laughs> people, I think, working in the last nine months. Um, but this was less micromanaging and more principles to help guide. And so the first was that every day you need to schedule something that gives you energy. It could be a walk, it could be a podcast, it could be playing with your kids. Schedule something that's going to lift you up. Because in this, in this broader environment externally, that does impact how people feel at work and therefore how well they are able to work. Mm. So supporting people in doing something that lifts them up every day. And then recognizing that people have responsibilities to others. So some people needed to do grocery shopping for a relative. They needed to make their kids lunch. We had... Um, kids who weren't eating until two or three in the afternoon and getting pretty cranky. So actually scheduling in that time to meet those responsibilities that you have for others. And then the third piece is then to schedule the most important work that you do for work human. And so, you know, while some people may have adopted that, I think what it did was it also gave everybody a sense of how we were thinking about their well-being and uh, a sense of that flexibility to be able to do the things they needed to do. So that's just one example of how we've, we've tackled some of the challenges the last six months. It's, it's really interesting because, you know, I think people felt they had to be working all the time. I, 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 I got a sense of that um, and nearly be seen to be working all the time. And people did stop kind of looking, not after themselves, but taking time for themselves and felt they had to be online at eight in the morning and had to be there till eight in the evening. Uh, I know myself, I 
drop the kids to school now. I go for a walk. I don't usually log in until about half nine unless something is is needed. Um, and I'm really enjoying that side of it rather than being in a car at half seven or being on the bus at half seven and being, you know, going that way. So, yeah, no, it's brilliant. And you've mentioned a couple of times um, just before we finish up around, you know, your culture and um, that, that it really kind of empowers you as a business. Um, what's, what's next then for Work Human? If, if culture has been driving it from now, what, you know, what, what's kind of the future for Work Human in the next 12 months, 18 months, even six months if, if the last 12 months has gone anything by? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, for a lot of organizations right now, uncertainty remains, mm. right? And so from a people perspective, we're going to continue looking to create those positive experiences, whether it's unicorn pinatas being delivered to employees' homes for their daughter's fourth birthday, or whether it's an, an all-employee award from our CEO, mm. um, letting them know that they're valued and that they are they are important. So, you know, for us, there'll continue to be a huge focus on, on our people. Um, we've recently launched Work Human Certified, um, which is really our, our community of organizations that are like-minded around trying to make work more human. Um, and so we're gonna see huge um, investment in that and, and a real focus for us internally. Obviously, it's really important that we are on that journey with all of the organizations who are joining us. And so it's where our mission really turns or translates into practice for us. Um, and we want to make work more human for our people too. So in terms of, I guess, what's next for Work Human, we are very fortunate that in the current environment, we are continuing to grow. Our products are probably more relevant than ever. Um, and organizations are seeing the value of connection and humanity in the workplace. It's actually even coming into the regulatory space, the SEC. Um, brought in a requirement in August, I think it was, for human capital disclosure um, for public companies in the US. So I think that's just a, another example of that widespread recognition of the importance of people in any business. And so in our business, we'll continue to innovate, we'll continue to grow, and as a leadership team, we'll continue to focus on people first. Brilliant. And just for anybody listening, you, you, you are hiring, you are, you are growing, as you mentioned. Um, You've been growing maybe for the last what three years. It's um, lucky you're working. Yeah, lucky you're working remote, or that you'd have to stick a couple of floors on the building. Um, so, and then just last thing, you, I know you did the, um, the the conference in Vegas. That obviously that happened remote this year. It did, yeah. Um, so actually, that just happened in October at the end of October, mm -hmm. and there was a recording available if you wanted to search for um, our Work Human Live conference. Um, it was a fabulous example of how to bring what is, um, you know, a truly mission-centered conference into a remote environment. So I'd really encourage anybody who has an interest in um, in what we're all about to to watch that back. Okay, brilliant. Kate, thanks, Mill, for your time. Um, I'll put all the links for working live, your careers, and uh, no, thanks, Mill, for your time today. It was, as always, really interesting speaking with you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Kevin for listening um, and thanks to Kay Kidd from Working Women for her thoughts. Um, this will be available on all our social channels and if you want to hear more please subscribe.